Alrighty then. What's up, everybody? The CBC Wisdom Hour, number 54 for April 2nd, 2019. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B coming to you live from El Rojito, Honduras. La Hora de Wisdom. Oh, man. How's the weather there? Beautiful. Excellent. Warm. A little balmy, but it's nice. Cool. Um, no, no breeze today, though. Oh, no? That's a shame. No, no breeze, but... Hey, such is the, such is life in Honduras. Indeed. Um, so, welcome everybody. Uh, we had a, a week or so off, I think, um, because of some stuff. <laughs> There's always stuff. Stuff, technical difficulties, Typing, computer problems, and life connectivity issues. Life, life things happening. Um, I'll turn you up a bit there, Tony. All good though. We're back. Yes, we're back. To impart wisdom. Yes. Yes. Um, so, boy, lots going on. I don't even know where to start. But uh, but how are you? Uh, first of all, how's your, sho- how's your shoulder um, how- coming along? Yeah, shoulder's doing good. I, I, I'm finished with PT. Uh, I'm now on, like, a home PT program, so I don't have to go to actual physical therapy anymore. Uh, I have a bunch of exercises that I can do on my own. And, um, yeah, it's now, uh, let's see. Five, six months in, so 60% uh, healed towards 100%. I could play drums fully. Uh, have a gig on April 13th. Nice. Looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's good getting back in the swing and looking forward to playing, and uh, all is good, man. What's your gig on the 13th? We're playing, uh, we're actually playing a bar gig in uh, Morristown, the Famished Frog. Ooh. Steve B's birthday show, special guests and tricks and uh, magic shows and all kinds of good stuff. Sweet. I believe I played the Famish Frog and maybe even with with you, with Outskirts, maybe? Mm, maybe. I, for sure the Grasshopper in Morristown, you know? Famish Frog is another club that we, we used to play a lot. Uh, I haven't been back, so we're looking forward to getting back there. Uh, should be a good time. Like I said, Saturday night, Morristown's always, you know, very busy, very packed. So uh, should be good. Sure. A lot of people coming out. Like I said, Steve B's special birthday show. Um, excited, yeah. Looking forward to playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very good, very good. Nice to hear you're back in the swing of things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, very uh, happy to be. Yes. <laughs> and we're recording this early in the afternoon. Actually, late in the afternoon. Mid-afternoon. Mid-afternoon. Uh, when we normally do it at night, because you have rehearsal tonight, right? Yeah, actually have rehearsal tonight to, um, you know, make the set list and go through tunes, and we're going to do two, you know, long marathon sets. You know, not super marathon, but probably hour and a half each clip, you know? Take a 20-minute break in between. Hour and a half. That's nothing. Yeah, child's play. <laughs> but, you know, as opposed to, like, three or four, you know, 50-minute sets. We're just going to do two, maybe hour and 45 with right. a break, and another hour and 45, something right. like that. Right. Um, it should be good. You know, uh, our bass player is actually in Japan on business, so we have a sub uh, bass player. So uh, we'll be, you know, bringing him into the gig. It'll be a lot of fun. Sweet. Is it yeah, uh, so. uh, somebody I know, bass player? Uh, Dan McCarthy used to play with Oh, Lurker of Park. course. I know Dan. Yeah. Awesome. So Dan's helping us out for the evening. He's going to, you know, he's going to come on down and going to kick it. Dan's a great bass player. He can sing too. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Never played with him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great bass player. 
uh, but I'm excited to. Very cool, very cool. Um, and then Vinny and Steve might stop by, so it might be like a half alert reunion, you know? Right, nice. Good uh, time. Yeah, it, looked like, it looks like Vinny and Steve are, are trying to put something together again or something. I, I saw some sort of post on Facebook where they said something. Um, trying to get the band back together. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, man, you know, I, the days of me doing, you know, two hour and a half sets or... Well, actually, if you did two hour and a half sets, that's the equivalent of me doing four sets here. It's basically the same thing. Sure. We do, yeah, we do like, because we consider a set 45 minutes, so we'll do two in a row, which is an hour and a half, take half hour break, and then do another, which is what we did Sunday. I'm playing all week. I'm actually playing tonight, so I'm glad we're doing this early. Um, uh, excellent. I got the call. I got a text a couple hours ago from the other bass player saying, dude, my wife wants me to do some other stuff tonight, and this is a good reason to not get married, but can you play tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of good reasons to get married, so don't let one night be discouraging. Yeah, no, he's just been joking around. But, but no, that's cool. But that makes it five nights in a row for me this week at the Swamp, so tonight would be night three. Um, but last night we did five sets, so we did uh, you know three sets in a row, so that's two hours, 15 minutes, took a half-hour break, came back, did another hour and a half. Um, so it's a pretty good night. I was It wasn't, uh, it wasn't crazy packed, but it was... Um, a good crowd. It was more of the older crowd, the, the middle-aged crowd last night. And they're, it's always great to have that crowd because they sit, they'll sit and get some drinks and stay and watch, you know, and tip the band too. And they appreciate, they'll clap after every song. Um, and, uh, you know, as opposed to the younger crowd, it's nice to have that kind of crowd in, in the audience there. Um, yeah, no doubt. Mix it up a little bit. You know, I was thinking the other night while I was playing, like, at the swamp we go through so, so many different uh um iterations of the type of club we're playing even though we're at the same club like at, at one point in the night it might be like playing your corner bar and then another point in the night it might be playing at the jersey shore and you know like it changes based on the people that are in there and and our approach changes as well based on that um, but it's it's funny how we can just like be in one place and it the, the one place transforms into all these various different types of places in one night. It's crazy. That is very cool though. Yeah, it's 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 wild because you 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 really do have to think about the approach uh, of you know your your performance based on what's going on. So you well, know. and you got to consider too the vibe of the room changes too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Um, there is a vibe. There is an energy. Everybody that plays music knows that, you know, in a room there's energy. You feel it. There's a vibe. And you definitely uh, base your, uh, your your show on that it, at times anyway. But, I mean, throughout the night, right, as you're playing, if it changes from, from this vibe to that vibe, you know, from, the, like I said, Jersey Shore to more of a different type of crowd or a younger crowd or older crowd, you know, do you guys find that you tailor your approach to the room any differently as that crowd changes? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll base our song selections on that, on what's really going on, the vibe of the room and the people in the room. And, and other things, too, song requests, too. Um, you, you know, we'll get crowds where sometimes uh, people, uh, a lot of people will request songs, and then sometimes we'll get crowds that are just sitting there watching and they don't want to get involved. They just want to watch. Um, 
So yeah, absolutely. We 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 change. But that's a real important point to consider, Steve. Right? You know, for 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 everyone listening out there, that you can't just have one routine, one shtick, one set, one you know um, tried and true pattern that you repeat. Right? It's it can be very dynamic, and you may have to change, like you said. The, the, the song selection, the set list, you know, the overall vibe of, 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 of you know, how the band's going to react to the room depending on the vibe of the room. Yeah, and I think knowing how to do that really comes with experience of if, if you've played those different kind of gigs, if you've played the corner bar and you've played the, the, the young 20-something crowd and you've played weddings and, you know, you've played parties and, and knowing how that approaches in each of those type of gigs that gives you that, you know, having that experience gives you that, affords you that opportunity to, to be able to cater to what's going on. Yeah, and to be able to read the crowd too. You know, nine times out of ten, you know, if we're playing a private event and there's people dancing, and then all of a sudden you hit a certain genre or a certain run of songs, and you all of a sudden you see that the dance floor is now packed. You know, and two and three times the amount of people that were out there are now up. Then you know you start calling audibles to keep it in that that you know, whether it be the genre or the era, or, you know, whatever it might be, but you, you hone into what, you know, the crowd is really, you know, digging and, and what they're, you know, tuning into as well. And then, like I said, on the fly, you adjust your set accordingly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what's fun about it. It's like, I, I think, like, plans are good. You always want to have a plan for your approach, but the thing about plans is they're always subject to change. So, yeah. but, but you it's... You got to be willing to embrace that change, too. Yeah, exactly. But it's always good to have a strategy to, to going in, going into any situation where you're playing. Have a plan. You know, plans are good. Have a plan, Stan. Yeah. Um, you know, because you, uh, you get to learn a lot from that. You, you really grow as, as a band and, and as a musician, as a performer, when you, when you approach it that way. Um, you know, you have that plan and learn how to tweak that plan as you go and see what works and see what doesn't work. You have to make mistakes. Yeah, and you definitely want a set list, you know, for a roadmap. This way you have a guide, right? And then you can you know, pull from that. It's always good, too, to put, you know, a bunch of extra tunes on off to the side of the list. This way, you know, if people are, uh, you know, um, you know, there may be songs that, that aren't in your usual set but are in your repertoire, you know, that you might want to pull on or draw on. And, you know, if you have 150 songs or 200 songs or however many songs you have, it's hard to remember all of them, right? So at least if you have, you know, a list of extras, you can quickly look down and call audibles instead of trying to pull them out of memory. Exactly. And I heard the phone ringing. It sounds like we have a caller. Uh, who's on the line? <laughs> I wish we could take calls. Okay. Hey, it's Jim from Canada. How are you doing out there? Hey, uh, cameraman Central. Jim from this Canada, is... but I think he yeah. just got cut off. Yeah. Hey, cameraman Central. This is Pete from uh, uh, Arkansas. I heard that this, the cameraman Central group is closing. Is that true? Uh, no, Pete, it's not true. Uh, we've made some adjustments. I've added some moderators, and this Cover Band Central group on Facebook is going to continue on. Uh, I have some other ideas to to make it uh, to streamline it a little bit more and make it better for me. Um, you know, more more worthwhile for me. So uh, it will continue on almost six years now, and fifty one thousand people strong. So, but yeah, thanks, thanks for the call, Pete. Six years and 51,000 people. That's great. Yeah. Some other people are trying to start their own new groups now based on cover bands. And it's funny because people are like, well, 
you know, if there's problems in this group, it's simple. Just start another group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there won't be any problems with those groups, and it'll be real easy to start it and, and get it up and running. Right. Well, it's easy to start a group. It's not easy to maintain it and cultivate it and build it and nurture it for almost six years. That's not yeah, easy. and have it be quality and have content and you know, cool podcasts with exciting news and guys. Exactly. So all these people out there, the wannabes, go ahead, do your thing, see how it works out for you. Check back with me in six years, in two thousand and twenty-five, and let me see how you're doing. <laughs> right. Seriously, but hey, I mean, you know, <laughs> like six you years. Don't want to squash people's you know excitement to, to start up a new endeavor, but. It should be for the right reasons, you know. It shouldn't just be because you think it's going to be easy or that it's, you know, something's not working in the current group that you're in. Um, yes. You know, exactly. if you value that group, offer some, uh, some, you know, insight or offer some ideas on how to make it better. You know, a lot of people bashing a lot of people out there. And, oh, boy. Yeah. You know, that's uh, the nature of the world we live in now. You know, it would be much easier if people would support each other and try to offer some, you know, productive insight into how to make things better instead of just trying to point out all the things that they think are wrong with something, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, if you're doing it for the right reason, sure. But everybody pretty much that I've seen that's doing it is doing it as trying to like twist the knife and like, you know, F you cover band central. I'm going to start my own group and it's going to be better than this. And, and they try to advertise it in my group. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, no, no, that right, is right. that is tantamount to looting. You know, it's like, oh, oh all right. Nobody's watching us. Like, we well, can just go raid the store. You know, no. No, no, no. I'm not going to allow that in there. Um, you know, and, and again, I would support and encourage anybody that's doing it for the right reason. But people that are doing it just for, for some sort of revenge or taking advantage of what I've built. No, 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 no. No, definitely not. And like you said, you know, the, um, you know, things started in earnest or, or, or much more successful than things started in malice, you know? Yes. Well said, Tony. You are quite the wordsmith. <laughs> I don't have my sound effects up. Thank you. Yes. Okay, I got a very small crowd here in uh, in Honduras today, but they're very engaged. That's awesome. Um. So, uh, so that's been going on. I've been dealing with that for the last week, um, I, I, a lot. And I just today, I just said, you know, I went and did a live broadcast, and I just said, um, the group's not closing. I'm Exploring solutions. I said, When you're craving church's three piece classic, there's no other option. Two crispy legs, a thigh, and a warm honey butter biscuit are the only way. And that's why we call it a classic. Church's Texas Chicken. Tap the banner to find your nearest location. Offer valid at participating locations. I was going to turn off posting permissions on the 11th, but, and that's still in place, kind of, unless I can come up with solutions. And a lot of people did offer some really good uh, solutions. Um, there's a lot of people that, like, I got a lot of flack for this. I got a lot, I mean, I got people that were downright nasty, rude to me, that that I've never had anybody talk to me like that in my life for anything. Um, but, but the majority of the feedback that I got was people saying, I really value this group and I really wanted to keep it, I want to see it keep going. How about try this? How about try this? You know, so, so the majority wins. Basically, I I want to keep it going because the majority wants it to keep going, and I'm not going to let the few bad apples. I'm not going to let the bad guy win, Tony. Exactly, and you know the majority of the people that are you know in the group are good people, and they're genuine and they appreciate it. And you know you can't 
you know, lose sight of that over the few, you know, like I said, haters out there and the few people that try to detract from what it is, you know, because you're always going to have that, right? And, you, you know, quite frankly, you don't want people like that in the group. Right. You know, so they're not adding any value to, to the effort. Yeah, so I'm picking them off. I'm like Luke Skywalker. I'm just in my X-Wing, and I'm just picking off these bad guys. <laughs> As all the TIE fighters go by. <laughs> Got to get them out. That's pretty good. What's what's the Vader? Um, uh, the TIE fighters. Yeah, I, I know, but the Vader one sounded different than the regular TIE fighters. The, the, the Death Star, you mean? No, the like when Vader oh, was flying oh, the one around. That he was in. Yeah, I don't remember what that one was like. That, it was a little deeper, I think. Similar, but a little deeper because it was Aww. Vader. <laughs> That's how I Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so. Um, so yeah, the group lives on, uh, and uh, I, you know, I didn't do all this work for this many years to just, uh, to just trash it. You know, I didn't do it to like nobody's gonna, uh, anybody with any common sense isn't gonna build up this whole thing and then just throw it all away. You know, that's not something I would do. Um, just trying to to find a solution to to uh, the situation that's going on, and uh, yeah, it's like a mob mentality too. When you get it in fifty one thousand people. And one person says something, you know, that, that's just wrong. Then other people will like it and then jump on it and say something similar. And then it just, it, it snowballs. And um, it, it's, it's just not the vibe I want to have in there. It's not the reason I started this. I, I want to celebrate music and musicians. I want a, a community that, that is out to help each other. And it's not all just kumbaya. It's, it's. It's just about positivity, and I realize we, you know, not everything's ever going to be perfect, but there's a line that's crossed, and and that's been crossed too many times by too many people, and uh, and I just I can't I can't continue to run something where that's happening because it's it's not what my vision is for this. You know what I mean. No, and it's not the shared vision of all the other people that don't act that way either, you know? Right. And, yeah, I, I think, again, the majority of people are, are good people. So um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it going. And um, I added, like, three new moderators. Maybe I'll add even more moderators. I have one uh, woman who lives in Ireland, so she's covering a whole different time zone. So that's very helpful because this is a worldwide group. So Yeah. So that's very helpful. Um and, uh, you know, I'll get people, um, but I also have the, the paid group, uh, Cover Band Central Musicians, which is really going well. And uh, we're over, we're almost 60 people, I think, in there. And the thing about that group, and I don't know if I told you, but um, when people come in, I, I have them introduce themselves. And this isn't something that I can do in the current group. But I just put this out there when I started the new group. I said... Um, you know, I did a video, a quick video, saying, you know, what I am and uh, who I am and what the group's about, and then saying, I'd like to see you do your own intro video. Because I think when people see somebody's face and hear their voice and know a little bit about their story, then they're more inclined to be helpful to them, to be kind to them. You know, w when you understand that, that everybody has their own challenges, their own different challenges. So... And I didn't expect that a whole lot of people would do that because I don't think a lot of people are comfortable just talking to camera and and uh, 
and then posting it. But a lot of people did. So that was really encouraging. And some people just came in and, and wrote a text intro saying, I'm so-and-so from here and this is my story. But it's already the community that that, that group has, it's already just feels so much better. It feels warmer. And uh, uh, and there's, you could still be funny and still joke, but not at somebody else's expense. You know, it's not about hurting other people. It's about helping other people. So we have that group now. And it's available for anybody who wants it, but it's a s subscription group. So, and and that's the way we keep out the trolls and the, the uh, event invites. Well, well, sure. And when you pay for something that you believe in and you're investing in it and you're investing in yourself, you know, you're going to be more positive, right? Just because y you're going to attract a different audience. That's all. It's easy to, you know, to jump into something that's free and just, you know, give your opinion on things, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, and, or like you said, make joke at the expense of someone else or just, you know, just be a troll. You know, you're not going to find that in a membership uh, situation. Right. Yeah. And the free group is like some people are just like, hey, this is a beautiful building. Let me spray some graffiti on it. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I mean. So it's like it's, yeah. you know, it's just it's just the way of the world nowadays, Steve, you know. Yeah. And especially the Internet where it's so easy to just. To, to be behind a computer and say whatever the hell you want and be disrespectful to people and not consider the consequences of that. It's so right. easy to do it. And uh, uh, my friend Steve, I don't know, do you ever see the movie uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Uh -huh. I've never actually seen it, um, but I want to, I want to read this. He sent me this text early. This is Steve Dunn, my friend in uh, Connecticut. And I got, I got to read what he said here. He said, um, he said, a lot of the guys in the Cover Band Central group have Uncle Rico syndrome. Do you know what that means? The what? Uncle Rico sy syndrome. No. Okay. Uh, so he explained it to me. He said, Uncle Rico was the uncle in Napoleon Dynamite. At one time, things were better for him, but his dreams, dream and aspirations didn't come through. Instead of being content, he lived in the past and ridiculed others for pursuing their passion. Instead of giving encouragement or positive reinforcement, he chose to be hurtful because he he himself didn't feel complete. Right. And there you have it in a nutshell, right? Yep. It's with anything. People that have money don't usually talk about it. People that are successful want to help other people. You know, it's when people aren't as successful as they want to be or they feel that they haven't achieved a level of success that they think they deserve, that then they will then, you know, turn to, um, you know, knock on other people and, you know, look at, look for all the negative attributes of something that they can, they can feel better about themselves, you know, for, for, for exploiting that rather than being, you know, effectively more helpful and trying to add value to help someone else you know they'll use the opportunity to knock someone else down to make themselves feel better which is really just self-defeating because you can't bring out the best in yourself right if you're constantly trying to um you know push down the best in somebody else yeah yeah it doesn't work it doesn't work i mean no definitely not it might temporarily give you some some sort of endorphin um high but yeah, ultimately that doesn't work. It's just, it, like you said, it's... No, it defeated. doesn't change the root of, of why you're doing it, right? Right. Um, so, that I, yeah, like he hit the nail on the head there. That's what's going on. And it's a shame because, I, you know, I thought 
from the beginning when I started this, I thought, man, there's got to be a ton of musicians out there that are looking to improve their situation, that are looking to learn, that want to make more, more money, that blah, blah, blah. And, and while that is true, I didn't anticipate that there's all these Uncle Ricos out there that are just, right. you know, that are just, uh, 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 you know, just negative, you know, just, and, and chances are, and, and I don't want to say this for sure, but chances are if I went and researched a lot of those people that are just spewing hate, they're probably not very good. <laughs> you know, they're just like anybody that's a really good musician has that confidence where they don't need to cut anybody down. People that are good don't do that. You know, anybody I know that's a really talented musician does not cut other people down. No, definitely not. You know, so if you're cutting other people down, then you probably suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like you said, even anyone that's successful at anything is going to try to help other people to be successful as well. Yeah. Yeah, people people that are up will lift you up. They'll not knock people that are down want to knock other people down to their level. You know, so that's something to keep in mind out there when when you, and and it's it's all over the music industry that kind of thing where you have to kind of weed through all that stuff and I you know, I just had it in a tidal wave <laughs> in the last week with with this many people in that group. Um but I'm still standing because I know me. I know who I am. Uh, and I'm I'm comfortable and confident in who I am. Um, and, you know, yeah, just anybody who is good is like that. And that's the, that's the kind of community that I want to cultivate, that I want to inject some, some love and wisdom and, and all of it into. And, and education, you know, I know, like, I don't know everything, but I know what I know, and I'm not going to apologize for knowing what I know. I know certain things because I've done the work. I've put in the time. I, yeah. yeah, and your willingness to share that good, bad, or indifferent with people, you know, is, is, you know comes from a place of love and in an effort to, to help people and, and make their experience and journey maybe a little bit easier, right, or give them a different perspective maybe they weren't thinking of. And, and like you said, you know, the majority of people appreciate that, but there's always going to be people that don't. Right. So, you know, you really just can't pay much attention to it. Yeah. You know, got to figure out a way to curtail that in the group so that it doesn't, you know, become like, you know, it's like a cancer. You got to eradicate it. Yeah. It's a tough lesson for me to learn, man. But, but, uh, again, I'm still standing. I didn't really take anything personally, but man, I, I've never had anybody throw that many jabs and, and, spears at me in my life for anything it's uh when you don't know somebody personally it's easy to well it's easy for them to throw spears right but i think it's a lot easier just to deflect it and let it fall on the ground and really not care about it because it's not coming from someone that knows you or cares about you right yeah 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 and I've so been a, you know i've been it able becomes to a little that. tiresome you know to have to keep dealing with it you know day after day but you know um as emotionally grating and, and wearing as it is, you know, you have to know spiritually that it's it's not coming from a place of anyone that, you know, w would be to your benefit anyway. Right. Um, yeah, and I've I've done pretty well with getting through this too, and it, it really, dude, it it really helps so much that I get to play. 
I get to play, Tony. You know, yeah, I for sure. To, I get to play so much. Like, I love playing bass. I love it. It's so much fun to play bass for me. It's just, I, like, I get the instrument. I am the instrument. And I, I love being one with the drummer and just, and th there's not, it, it never gets old. E even though I'm playing in the same place that I've been in for five years with basically the same people playing basically the same <laughs> songs it's still brand new every time i like i realize that when people come in to see me play or or see the band play they're seeing us for the first time as far as they're concerned this is the first time we're playing <laughs> so you have to go out there and play as if you're playing it for the first time because uh, you know what's great dude i have a friend of mine who's a drummer and you know he's a professional business professional real estate uh, developer and he plays drums though you know at, on the side as a hobby he you know he has a band that he has with his brother and some other people and you know he's always very um humble saying like you know we get up and we you know we play like four or five times a year this guy's backyard party maybe this neighbor's birthday thing they do like a you know a guy's lobster fest every year um you know and he says we just get up and hack our way through but you know but they get up and they do it, you know, and he always says, you know, I, I, I always admire professionals like like, you know, my band or your band or a cover band or any band that he goes out to see that does it, you know, at, at that level. And he said, that, you know, he doesn't aspire to do that because he he doesn't feel that they'll ever be, uh, you know, the capabilities that they all have will not ever get them to that level. But yet they're out there. They play. They have a great time. People appreciate it. And they're out there doing it, you know. And I had to remind them to say, like, you know, there's a lot of people that wish they could do it that don't. And you're you're out there doing it. So don't be hard on yourself, you know, or or, or, or think that you're not, you know, doing a great job or don't deserve to be there because you guys have rehearsed and, and you've put in the time. Right. And you're, act, you're, you're out there doing it, you know, and, you, and you're up and you don't have to do it for a living and you don't have to be the best at, at doing it. But you're actually up playing songs live in front of people and you're enjoying it and having a good time and people are dancing and they're enjoying it and they're complimenting you guys and they're getting into it. And that's what it's all about, man. It really is. It really is. And it's it's a different experience every time. And, I, you know, I always I check myself, man, all the time. Like, I know I'm a good bass player, but like I'm going up and playing songs that I played, you know, forever. But I'm still thinking about, like, I got to play this song right i gotta play it really good right now I, you know i i i can i i'm not obsessed with thinking that i just it's in my subconscious but then you know i just feel you know i feel what i'm playing i feel that kick drum i feel those notes um uh th there's nothing that compares to that because it, it's so it's so alive you know it's it's a living breathing yeah. entity of you're playing the song even if you played it a thousand times it's like you're playing it now you, you're playing it right now you need to play it as good as you can play it right now. Well, I know you love playing bass, so we're going to play real quick and play. Stump the bass player. Here's oh, something for oh, you. Oh, I love it. Go. Uh, that sounds like Red Barchetta to me. There you go. A winner. <laughs> winner. Red Barchetta by Rush from the 1981 album Moving Pictures, which I think is just now being performed by your son. Yes. 
Cole? Cole jamming on his new bass. Yes, and I I love the sound of the new strings on a bass, man. It sounds so good. Yeah, they're very twangy. They're yeah. very, very. Is, yeah. Is he using a pick or, or uh, no, fingers? No, no, fingers. No. Yeah. So no pick, all fingers. Yeah. So he's beating down on those strings, but his his timing is great. He's hitting those notes, and that's a great bass line. Uh, dude, I love playing that song. I haven't. <laughs> so does he. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't know if I've ever played Red Marchetta in a band I, at a gig. Maybe I I know I've jammed it with bands before, but I don't know if I've ever actually played it at a gig. Th- yeah, we used to play it with uh, Mr. Personality. I used to play that all the time with those guys. Really? We used to do that. We used to do YYZ. We did a bunch YYZ. of different rush tunes. But I, yeah, I've never Red Bar Shetup was always my favorite. And I just got me and Cole jamming it the other day. Like, he, you know, I came down and I played drums. He played bass. And we jammed it. It was, it was really cool. That's awesome, dude. Good for you. And this is a thing, man, that I want to encourage everybody in this, every listener out there, uh, encourage your kids, man, to play music. Um, you know, to pick up an instrument, whatever it is, it's it's so therapeutic. It's so good for you. You know, even if they don't do anything with it, eventually, um, it's still so good, man. But I just, love that you're doing. Yeah, this. just their enthusiasm about it. You know, like he's so excited to play. He'll go down and play. Every, you know, every day for half an hour at least. You know, just just to jam and get better at playing. That's awesome. I mean, that's for when I, I when I started playing, dude. That was me. And I didn't really have my parents' encouragement so much. I mean, my I, I had it to the point where where I, I, I it was something that I, I wanted, and I, and I made it clear that it was something I wanted. Um, and my mom, I, I probably told this story, but I could tell it real quick too about my getting my first bass. I said I wanted a bass, and my mom said, um, "Okay, get at least all B's in your next marking period, and get a job, and and I'll pay for half." You know, so I did those things, and I I got the bass, but nice. And my mom encouraged me because in that she drove me to um, to take lessons. I was taking uh, private lessons once a week when I first started. Sure. And, and then I took music theory in high school, and I was jamming with my friends. But but yeah, I had that enthusiasm, that youthful enthusiasm. Like I would come home from school. I would literally sometimes, dude. I would run home from school like I, I wasn't taking a bus and my my school was you know th- three or four miles away and i would literally run home so i could just start playing bass and because uh, i loved that and i was playing along with records i was learning songs and you know we didn't have mp3s we didn't have cds i was playing i would put on a record a vinyl lp right and play it and then crank my bass up and play along and just like cranked, you know, in my in my bedroom just and doing the pose like I'm on stage and everything. And this is to like Iron Maiden and to Rush and to Van Halen and to Zeppelin. That's what I was doing. And I, I mean, that primed me, you know, and that was like 15 year old kid, you know, and that primed me for what was to come. I, I mean, it was clear, I guess, in hindsight that that's what I, I was meant to do. But uh but yeah, that, I mean, what you're saying about the, the the excitement and the enthusiasm of that—that's where it all started for me. And it's so cool, man, that your 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 son is doing that. And who knows what'll come of it? But at least he's enjoying the love of it now, right now. Yeah, big time. And he's got um. Here's another little snippet for you. See if you know this song. Stump the bass player. <laughs> round two. <laughs> Thank you. 
Any ideas? No. Muse. Oh, okay. I, yeah, you were telling me he was going to do some Muse stuff. Yeah, so it's funny, too, like you said, because he's... That bass you know, player is great, dude. The bass player in Muse? Yeah. He's, he, he's awesome, man. He's killer bass player. Yeah, really good. And um, I, don't know I said to him, pick some easier stuff, you know? Like, pick some things <laughs> right. you can just jam on, like, and groove with. Like, you're picking Muse, and he's doing Billie Jean, you know, yesterday, dude, and do, do, do. That's do, a great do, one to do. Do you encourage him to practice with a metronome? Does he do that? Yeah, he does. Okay, good. Cause, Not all the time, but, could, you know, either with a metronome, because he got that from playing drums, you know? He practiced with the metronome with, with drums, so does Chase, you know? Right. Both my boys play drums, and, and I always stress them to play along with a metronome so you don't speed up and slow down, especially when you're, you know, doing fills and you can just play solid. Um, but he'll play along with the actual, like you were saying earlier, with the vinyl LPs. You know, now you just go on YouTube, plug your headphones in, and play along with the song, you know? Right. But in that case, you can you can pause it, you know, and you can rewind it. When you're playing along with a, a an LP, it's just like you got to plow through. You got to play the whole song. Yeah, exactly. And, and, There's and, no going and, back. And that was yeah for me. That was a great education in like really having to learn it as it's going. You know, as as the song is progressing, I have to play. I have to learn it. Like because I already have the song in my head. I know what it sounds like. I, I know what the changes are going to be. So I just have to find it on the neck and. It's kind of a crash course in learning a song. It's like, all right, we're playing this through once. You have to learn it now. Going through once. Ready? Go. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you Go. Know, there's, there's no pausing. There's no rewinding. There's no charts. There's no nothing. You just got to listen and learn. And and that got me like for ear training right in the beginning. That that, that uh, really um, built that up for me. Um, and uh, yeah, but but yeah, again, great dude. Just great that you're encouraging him to do that. And and he sounds like. He's doing a really good job, but but you were saying Billy Jean, uh, yeah, metronome, because if for a bass player that is the single most important thing that you can play in time that you can get in that pocket, because uh, you know at the very least you can go play a song and just play the root notes, and get through it just fine, where, where nobody's gonna notice any any problems and the band will be happy, um, but you got to play in time, you got to be in that pocket. You know, it's not about the number of notes. It's about the groove. Yeah, and the feel. And like you said, that's the most important part of it, the whole thing, you know? Right. But it's, um, yeah, so like you said, get, just getting back to the passion and, you know, excitement of doing it. So, you know, if you're in the group and, and you, you know, you're, you're feeling stale or you're feeling like you're, you know, you're not where you want to be, you know, go back to, you know, think back to when you first started playing that instrument, right? And, and what excitement and, and passion you had about doing it. And why, you know, remember why you started playing, right? you know, and, and then, you know, try to tap into that emotion, you know, to rejuvenate yourself and, and, and rekindle that spirit of excitement, you know, because that's what it's all about. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and I really encourage, and I, and I don't know if you're doing this with your kids too, but I, I really encourage anybody who's playing an instrument to also sing. Sing, like, and you don't have to right. be a singer, but... If you're playing notes on the ba bass, you know, or the guitar or whatever instrument, sing, sing those notes, sing them out loud, you know, like make, make the sounds with your voice, know what that vibration feels like in your body, you know, each note, because that will, that will really serve you if you end up playing in bands and doing stuff in the future, that will really, really serve you. And <clears throat> like I do a lot of singing, dude. Um, here in New Orleans, and and I don't think when I played in outskirts, I did a whole lot of singing. Um, I don't think I, I know I didn't sing anything lead 
because it was Jim and Steve that were doing the lead vocals. Um, and I probably, I probably did some backups, but I don't think I did a whole lot. Uh, I, I don't really remember, but, but I love to sing. I really love it. I love the feeling in my body. I love the, the harmonizing with other people. It's just such a magical feeling. Um, but, and, and that's, that's one of the reasons I do well in bands because I sing, you know, and, and I was in the beginning singing in bands. Yeah, I, I was okay with it. I was, when I was really young, I was like, like I didn't give a shit. And I was just like, <laughs> and I was just yelling into the mic. And then I started playing with people that were really good. And I got very intimidated by that. And, and I still did sing, but I was really intimidated by the fact that I was with these other people that were really good singers and I wasn't. And for, for, for a good couple of years, I was just, I was, I was just very insecure about singing. And then I had people in my life that really encouraged me to sing, like Jeff, um, who I, you know, I did the record with, Jeff Steele, and uh, and then my friend Matt, in uh, w in a cover band I was in, Mad Rabbit in in Jersey. He was just very, and an excellent singer, and very supportive and encouraging of me to sing. Um, you know, cause he said, you have a good voice, you know, you just have to own it. And he taught me like mic technique and, and all this stuff and breathing. And, yep. <clears throat> and then when I came to new Orleans, I just approached it like, I, I'm a singer, you know, like these people don't know me, <laughs> you know, as far as I, you know, as far as they're concerned, whatever I say is the truth. And I just said, yeah, I can sing. I, I you know, and, and I was doing it, it with mad rabbit. I was doing, uh, uh, some singing with, with, uh, c certain songs because Matt again was very encouraging so there were certain songs that I I sang every time so I came down here having that experience already and and that encouragement from them so I just came in with like yeah you know I'm a singer and you know people hear and I can sing in pitch and I know the words so <laughs> it's like okay so people that's half the battle right there that's it so people you know heard me sing and say okay you can sing like I, I'm I'm not a a great singer by any stretch but i i can sing you know i i can uh, and and i love it i love doing that and that and i always encourage any musician to to learn how to sing just e even you know don't don't think about i actually had this discussion last night with glenn at the gig afterwards we were done because he he's a little bit shy about singing and i said to him man don't think about what don't worry about what anybody thinks just sing that's the that's the that's the whole key to singing is just be confident. Don't care about what anybody thinks ever. You just do, sing, just sing, just sing. It's not you know. Don't judge it. Don't judge yourself. And you do too. I mean, you're you're a great singer too. I mean, you like you have this crazy range. That's like. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, and I never sang until it became a necessity. You know, I always kind of, I always sang back, you know, background vocals. I always, you know, could sing harmonies, and it wasn't until, you know, uh, we, you know, we started doing some songs, and I would say, hey, you know, I may not be the best singer, but I think I can sing it more like the guy, you know, like we, like a Talking head song. You know what I mean? I could mimic, you know, the the inflections of the guy's voice. You know. If we did like Lido Shuffle, I would listen to Bob Skaggs and try to like get his inflections. You know what I mean? So it wasn't that you were so much 
singing it like American Idol style where it's your you know unique voice and you can really belt it out. It was more like utilizing my range but trying to make it authentic to the song we were that I was trying to sing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do the same thing because I, I like doing impressions and I'm not going to do any for you. But I, <laughs> I like when I'm singing a song, I try to make uh, my voice sound like the original singer. So I like, uh, yeah. So, and that's, for me, that's fun. And then that takes, it just, I, I don't know, it makes it easier for me to, to, uh, to 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 do it, you know, because it's like no, I'm just mimicking what's going on, like in this right, song. yeah, and, and you know, you got to know your limitations too, right? Because there's certain yes. things you, you 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 know, I would love to sing, but I just I know I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah. won't try to because it it just won't sound good. So you have to know your limitations and then work within the range that's comfortable, the things that you know you can do well, and then you know you definitely have success with it because, like you said, as long as you can sing, you know, in time, your pitch is good. And you know how to, you know, it's a mic control, you know, with the back off the mic, so you're not blowing out the speakers, you know, but being right on top of the mic, you know, at full volume, um, you know, and, and then you develop it. Like you said, it, it's an interesting thing to where when you first start doing it, you know, much like you said, you're, you're very conscious of it, you know, because you're not like, you know, funny story. It's like I could play drums in front of anybody, right, and have a level of confidence that it's going to be okay, you know. Right. But when you st first start singing, it's it's new uncharted territory, right? You're not sure, you know, uh, especially playing drums and singing. You know, it was something that came natural to me, so it, I didn't have the problem separating it. It was more trying to refine the the vocal, you know, so you're not blowing your voice out, you know, three songs in and learning control and having other people that are professional singers coach you, you know, and say, try this, do that. Here's some exercises to work on. You know, you're singing all in your head voice. You know, you're singing all... You know, you got to sing from your diaphragm more. And then what does that mean? And then, you know, you start to understand how to sing, you know, correctly. So you're not hurting yourself either. And then as you develop the confidence in it, then correct. Then you start to say, okay, hey, I can do it. And then you start reaching and saying, well, I'd like to sing that song or that song. And the cool thing about now with Weisenheimers is, you know, when we pick songs, you know, Jimmy sings, I sing, Steve sings, Shuli sings. So it's, you know you got four people. So within that range of, of vocal styles and inflections and tonalities and timbres of, of, the, of individual voices, you know, you can pick things out and say, you should really sing that song. Cause I think it's best suited for your, vo you know, your voice. Right. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. collectively, you know, we, we decide on it and then listen, you know, we're very honest. If it doesn't sound great, you know, he'll say, Hey, I think so-and-so should sing that or dude, you probably shouldn't be singing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you you struck on a, a an important point there is knowing your vo voice, knowing your range. Like I'm a baritone, so I know that I can't sing alto stuff, um, you know. So, and, and there's this really cool dynamic that has happened here with people that I play with. You know, you learn what the other person's vocal range is, you know it, and they know yours, and then when you go into uncharted territory say you play in a new song but you know there's harmonies you know who's going to take which harmony like you just know because you right. know each other's range so you just i mean there's no communication even needed you just go in and you you grab the harmony that's that's best suited for your voice it's it's really cool like we and and a thing about like i i i sing things that are out that i would think have would have been out of my comfort zone I've sung them here because of necessity, because like 
you know, like in a four piece situation and somebody comes up and requests a song and they give us twenty dollars and it's like, okay. And, and this has happened to me numerous times where like Tracy, my lead singer, will turn to me like, do you know this? Can you sing it? And and there have been a lot of times where I'm like, uh, I don't know. I've I've never <laughs> sung it, but but I I'll try it. <laughs> but I, I think so. Like, I think it's in my range. I think and generally for any popular song that's requested, I know the words because I I'm a, a music fan and I listen to the radio all the time. So I'll sing along in my car and I don't. When I sing along in my car, I don't sing like full range, like full blasting, like I would on stage. Um, I'll sing in an octave lower, actually, but, but, but I know the words and I know the melody and I know the structure of the song and I know the bass part. So it's like, mm, all right, yeah, you know, somebody's twenty bucks, I'll, I'll try it. And I've I've done that with uh, "Alive" by Pearl Jam, um, and uh, uh, "Plush" by uh, Stone Temple Pilots, which ended up being very good for my voice like it, my voice fit it and i didn't necessarily think it would and, but and, and then when i have you know three other people on stage that are giving me high fives afterwards saying great job doing like and then the people that that request a song saying great job it's like that's a tremendous boost of confidence for me where it's like oh, all right wow you know i'm i'm better than i think i am sometimes you know because i'm i'm my wor- own worst critic <laughs> Sure, and like you said, once you've done it a bunch of times and you get some confidence and, and people support it, you know, it becomes easier. And then it shows, you know, that you, you take more ownership of it, you know. It's like anything else, whether it's an instrument, vocal, stage presence, you know, anything in life. When you're confident that you can do it, you take ownership of it, you know, and it comes through. Even if you're not the best at it, you know, you take ownership of it. And that, that can sometimes go further than someone that killed it that just stood there, you know, or didn't have any type of presence. Yeah, dude, and I've been really feeling that lately, especially last night. I was like, when I was singing last night, I was just like really, I was so comfortable in that space, and I was, I was feeling it. I was, I was actually singing more than I was mimicking last night. I was like, you know, I'm singing this like me now. There were a couple songs where I was just like, I'm gonna sing this. I didn't think about it; it just happened. I, I just felt I, like I felt it, and. And I think that really translates out there. So um, I'm looking forward to playing tonight, man. I, in a few hours, I'll be on stage again and, uh, and awesome. doing, doing the same thing. And then for the, the next two nights, too. So, um, yeah, singing. I was encouraged by my mother. God rest her soul, man. I miss my mom. Um, but I was encouraged when, as soon as I could remember being alive to sing. You know, she just sang all the time. She sang around the house. And she encouraged me to sing. You know, and it comes back full circle to like what we talked about earlier, like with people in the group that are haters, you know, or, or that are bring a negative thing. You think that some of the people say, you can't do that. You know, you're no good. You'll never be good at that. And, you know, it can either discourage that person's spirit, right, depending on the type of character that they're made up of, or it could inspire someone to say, you know what, I'll show you. You know, I can do it. But yeah. the other way if you approach it in a nurturing way and say, dude, you can do this, you know, and follow your dreams and, you know, practice hard. And it sounds really great. And, you know, you sound really good. I'm not just saying that, like you're really something there, you know, keep pursuing it. You know, that's always going to yield a positive result, you know, yeah, dude. A, a negative affirmation of something may or may not, you know, um, inspire that person to, 
to you know to to you know pull up their bootstraps and to get going on it and say I'll show you and I know I can do this I have that confidence you know if someone doesn't have that confidence you know and you deflate them like that that may be the end of the the road for them right there you know but if you if you nurture them and support them there's always you know um, you know they'll continue along the journey even if it's a slower development or if they never get to the you know what 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 other people might consider successful or you know at a level of, of proficiency that's acceptable to other people but you know that person's having fun doing it and and you know it's it's real important you know to be careful what you say to people because you know your words can inspire or they can also you know deflate somebody they can hurt yeah like words can yeah, hurt big time. you know and, and um yeah it's it's focusing on the positivity and encouraging yeah. encouraging focus on what's good about everything um and if you're talking to somebody and you you see an opportunity like and that's really what i want to do here dude is like accentuate what what somebody is doing well and then try to guide them in where they can improve like i could do that with any band i could go watch any band and say okay here's your strengths here's here's the things you need to work on any band i could do that uh and and that's kind of what i want to do in in the long run here so like the cover band central musicians group is people like that and uh, like i said about 60 people now that are coming in like they're working they're doing stuff and they want to learn how to get better they you know they they, they just they want to improve they they're doing it for the love of it um so yeah it's about folk you know focus on what's good man it makes you feel better yeah and it makes the people that you you know you're speaking to and about or helping or you know giving your opinion to makes them feel better too you know it's a win-win for everybody yeah yeah and i know i know there's so many people out there that agree with us oh yeah and there's you know there's there's also people that would disagree with that, you know, but there, I think there's far, you know, they are the minority in the situation. I think there's far more people that are positive and, and exude the same sort of energy, you know, that, that we try to, you know, profess here, you know, with what we're doing to keep it positive, you know, and, and be positive and positive things will come to you, you know, and your attitude determines, um, you know, your whole outlook and your outlook and your perception determines, you know, w- what kind of experience you're going to have in life. So it's really, you know, it's a 100% choice up to the individual on how they want to view, um, you know, their journey, you know. And if you're going to help people along the way and have people help you, and, you know, it always comes back around. So um, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but, it, you know, down the road, um, you know, there's always someone that's going to come back and say, I remember when you helped me, and, you know, if you need help, you know, you can count on me to give it to you. Yeah, that is the truth. It, it And I like that you said it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow. But it, it'll happen. You just have to be patient and stay the course and do the best you can every day that day. Um, yep. You know, I, I mean, we're, we're almost at the end here, but I uh, did I ever tell the story about Toxic Guy on, on this on this podcast? Did I ever talk about? I think I probably did back then. But uh, about Toxic Guy? Yeah. Yes, I think you did. I think at the time when it was the toxicity was at an all-time high, um, <laughs> it was it was brought up as a, maybe as a venting conversation, but also as an example of what not to do. What not to do. But he ended up losing his job, so yeah, it, it all it all works out in the end. 
Um, so that's about that's about all I got for this this week. I I like my in this hour we've been doing this podcast, and I my phone has not stopped getting pings <laughs> yeah. with, with with whatever is going on in the cover band central group right now i got messages waiting for me i got a comments waiting for me to check but i have not looked at them because we've been doing this podcast but yeah and you know it's important that's a great point steve you know to stay present in what you're doing right because it's very easy in this world of distraction right to be doing four or five things at the same time while we're trying to do the podcast, you know? And right. I always try to make a concerted effort, too, to not have my phone, you know, not have a computer, and just be focused on, on the conversation that we're having, you know, and engaged in what we're talking about and really try to, uh, you know, because an hour goes by quick. It really does, you know? So you want to make the most of it and, and, and be present and, and add as much value as you can to, you know, whatever the conversation is, whatever you're doing in life and wherever you are, whoever you're talking to. Right. It goes by quick when you and I are talking because we can't. It's amazing. Like I've never had a, a person in my life like this that we're. I mean, fifty-four hours, dude. <laughs> we have recorded episode fifty-four, <laughs> where we could just we could just keep going, you know, and and uh, sharing wisdom and. Uh, hey, and speaking know. of wisdom, isn't the piano summit coming up soon? It it started yesterday, actually. So so piano summit is now. In full swing. It's in full swing. So I'll check in with him once, uh, once it's over and see how it went. I I haven't heard awesome. from him since we did the podcast with him uh, two weeks ago. That's an hour that went by fast. Yeah, it did. Um, but I definitely want to check in with him and see how it went afterwards. Uh, after he's done, after all the the dust settles. But they're doing that uh, through Wednesday, uh, through tomorrow, I guess. Uh, it was a three day event, so. Um, but likewise, brother, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, and it's it's effortless, the conversation and the topics we cover. It's all organic. You know, we don't plan anything out. You know, there's no script. We don't. It's just, um, you know, it's refreshing, to, to, like you said, to be able to have these conversations and let other people in on them as well. And here we are professing that you should write a set list, but we don't write a set list for the, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But, you know... <laughs> We don't, but that's what—that's the magic of it. That's what made. That's it, the magic of fifty-four hours of, of magic. That's what's made it work. You know, or some would say fifty-four <laughs> hours of BS, but you know, hey. Yeah, well, you know. Um, Good to go with the bad. Forty-seven messages I have. What? Wow, you're gonna be busy. Oh man, and I gotta play tonight in a couple hours, so I'm gonna be busy for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to. What it's going to be 47 messages about people rallying to help and how much they enjoy the podcast and how, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're just completely, um, you know, in, in approval of getting rid of the trolls. That would be wonderful. Alrighty then. Well, and on that note, <laughs> yes. Well, um, have a great, uh, uh, rehearsal tonight and great gig. I can't wait to hear about the gig next week. Next week, actually I am playing, uh, uh, all five nights to Sunday through Thursday. So if we can do this wow. earlier, um, record it earlier like we did today, then that would be cool. So if we sure can do that, we'll be back next week. But uh, <clears throat> com, you can go there and sign up for a free profile for you, your, uh, your band, or both. There's a ton of articles, ton of uh, resources on there. There's also a forum. It's all free. Um, the Cover Band Central group is staying open. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Cover Band Central. And the Cover Band 
Central Musicians group is free of event invites and trolls. You can join that, and it's a lot more personal if you want to join that. The link is in the announcements on the Caribbean Central group. Facebook uh, page is facebook.com slash Caribbean Central. I think I got it all in. The book is available, Caribbean Riches, on the website. And, of course, the podcast. You can listen to all the podcast. All the all the past podcasts. Thank you for listening. If you listen to this show, drop a note, say hello, put in the comments. Just tell us that you like it and why. We appreciate it. Have a great week. Peace. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.